Boys and girls, thank you so much for tuning into the Big Honker Podcast. It's been a hell of a month, so we appreciate that you're tuning in. Listen, we got a couple sponsors that you need to go check out. The first being Boss Shot Shells. You can check them out, bossshotshells.com. We've got a lot of exciting new stuff coming with them. Boss on the Road, hosted by Jeff and Andy, which will be out next year. Um, Boss Tom, turkey season right now for everybody. Uh, they got sevens and nines and tungsten, and it is some wicked stuff. And it is not too early to start uh, ordering those cases of uh, bismuth for waterfowl season. It's going to be here a lot sooner than you think. Go ahead, call them up. Dove that's, loads coming too. That's right. Stanfield nines will be out, and uh, they've got the war chief that they're very, very proud of. Talked to Brandon last week. War chief is going to be the real deal. So go check them out, bossshotshells.com, and they've also got incredible swag. Uh, we're also brought to you by Pacific Calls, PacificCustomCalls.com. Turkey season's still going, so you can use our promo code BHP25 uh, for whatever turkey call you want. They got new, they got uh, the brand new kill count out. I've been running it all year. It's it's a very good call. They've revamped the, the butcher, and then they've got some uh, good mouth calls out there too. So also the best uh, the best duck call that's on the market right now, the uh, PCD. It's still one of my favorites. And then the BA Lesser Call. Love it. Love everything that they're doing over there at Pacific Calls. You can save some money. BHP 25 saves 25% at checkout. So go to PacificCustomCalls.com. Use our promo code. It's there for a reason. Also, we're brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. Listen, if you are not doing anything at the end of July, July 28th and 29th, and you're in the greater St. Louis area, or if you want to make a road trip, head out for the third annual Squad Fest. I will be there along with some guys from the boss team. Uh, Pacific will be there. Dirty Duck will be there. we got a whole bunch of sponsors that are going to be there. It is a great time. They're going to have calling contests. Some of the biggest names in the waterfowl world are going to be there as vendors. So you can uh, buy whatever you're going to need for the coming waterfowl season. That's July 28th and 29th. Uh, and just come on out. Say hello. Also, you can start purchasing your spread for this coming year. Silhouettes. Way to go. Packs up nice and neat. They've got the bag situation figured out so you can stay organized all season long. They've got incredible products and they are incredible people over there at Dive Bomb Industries. So we look forward to seeing you at Squad Fest. Head over to their website, divebombindustries.com, for whatever you need. Also, we're brought to you by Shin Gear. They are not just a waiter company anymore. I wore their waiters. They're great. They've got a great guarantee that they will stand behind their waiters for as long as you stand in them, and they mean it. You get a, you get a little uh, malfunction that, uh, you know, maybe you walk through some barbed wire, you send it to them, and they'll fix it. And they've also got some incredible jackets, the bibs that I wore all season long. It's not a secret anymore. I can tell everybody. Incredible material. Kept me warm all winter long and dry. That's the most important thing. They're completely waterproof. So. Coming out with solid colors on all their... Uh... That's right. It's the way to go. Shin gear. Not just a waiter company anymore. Whatever you need. Jackets, bibs, and they got some other cool stuff. Make plans out. to be October 21st in Memphis for the Shin gear Film Festival. So that's coming up too. So make some plans for that. You can check them out, shingear.com and great company. If you're going to be at, if you're, they're going to be at Ducks this weekend. So if you're going to be there, head on out. We're also brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, Logan and Rebel. Head over to Patreon, donate to their Patreon account, and you will get access to their entire library. Bourbon reviews, debauchery, they've got all, all over there. Funny, funny guys. Logan and Rebel are great individuals. Glad that uh, they're on our team because got quite the cult following. So head over to Looking Glass Podcast. 
do everything you're going to need. Patreon, go from there. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame that's on the market, the 2x4 blind. Uh, great spinners. You need motion if you're going to be a duck hunter in the field. So uh, great spinners. And then they've also got predator calls out right now. They've got e-callers out right now. So if you are ridding your turkey property of those pesky varmints, they've got the they got the thing for you. Also, if you're a raccoon hunter, they got it. They got you can. They got a sound for you there. Also, the revolt. The revolt. It's the way to go. Looking. Uh, looking glass. LuckyDuck.com, and you can get whatever you need, whether it be spinners, A-frames, or an e-collar. Easy enough. LuckyDuck.com. We're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. For 75 years, nobody has done more to put ducks back into the sky than Ducks Unlimited, uh, whether it be their wetland program or the money that they put forth for conservation. Ducks Unlimited has got your back. Come out this weekend. May 5th, 6th, and 7th to the Texas Motor Speedway. We would love to see you for the annual The Ducks event. A lot of good going on out there, so check them out. Also, we're brought to you by Double T British Kennels. Eh, listen, it's a it's a year wait if you're wanting a puppy from Corey, but that's a good problem to have. Uh, whether you're wanting a puppy, a started dog, or a finished dog, Corey can hook you up. Check them out. Uh, they're on Instagram, Double T British Kennels on Instagram. Send them a message over there, and they will be at, te- get at on, Ducks too. Get on the waiting list because you're going to have to get on the waiting list if you want a puppy from him or a started so, dog. Good problem to have. That means he's putting out quality uh, dogs. Otherwise, you know. Uh, also brought to you by Mossberg. We shot the Mossberg 940 all season long, and it never missed a beat out here in this West Texas sand. Uh, great company that has been around a very, very long time. If you are at Ducks and you want to shoot a Mossberg, I'm sure they'll have them there. You can, uh, it's free shoot Friday. So come on out Friday and shoot whatever gun you want. Uh, Mossberg, you can get them, you know, pretty much anywhere. Cabela's Bass Pro Academy, whatever your jam is, uh, check them out and don't sleep on the Mossberg 940 because it is a very, very good waterfowl gun. Ran it all year. Uh, we're also brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Not much room in the dove world, but we do have some dates. Unless you want a weekday private hunt, that's only dove hunting available I've got. If you would like to do a November goose hunt, outstanding hunting, I do have some dates. I can work in some singles and doubles. I have a few days during the week, and I have, I think, one weekend left in November. So if you want a November goose hunt, you need to holler at me. If you want Sandhill Cranes in January ducks, you need to call me too, 940-658-3172. And our last sponsor is Alpha Outdoors, home of the Stanfield Stool. Get with them. They can custom make anything you need. They've got a blind caddy, Stanfield Stools. Uh, they will not be at Ducks Unlimited. So anyways, check them out at Alpha Outdoor Specialties on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening to us. God bless y'all and be safe. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by All-American Badass, Mr. Seth Yawn. Um, I'm telling you what, this dude has seen it. He's done it. Uh, he's fought for our freedom, and uh, he's just a badass. Fun to talk to. We hope you enjoy it. He's got a book coming out. Uh, he's working on a book right now, coming out hopefully next year. So uh, enjoy this episode. topic on my computer right now oh boy can't wait jeff's gonna drag us through the mud here 
Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom! And welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Shin Gear, who will be at the Ducks Expo this weekend in Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. It's good to be back in Texas. We stayed in beautiful places. Beautiful, but I'm, I'm glad to be back. We have road trip from South Bend, Indiana to the shores of Lake Michigan in Michigan filming hunts and all kinds of adventures and ended up in Nashville and back home last night late. Great deal. With us today, our guest is Mr. Seth Yon. How are you doing, sir? I'm well, sir. How are you? You know, last time we talked to you, uh, it was the Ferguson riots. And I kind of thought that America was going to start to rebound after a certain point in time. But that has not been the case at all. You know, I mean, when you have an administration that's as inept and egregiously underqualified to be making any of these command decisions, like it, a downward spiral is inevitable, man. It's a sad state of affairs, truly. Let me tell you about the newest thing, since that's a good lead into my story. The, the oh, great state of Oregon, where hippies are hippies and fruits are fruits, and actually has a lot of really good people there. I feel sorry for them. The Oregon Democrats propose a right to rest act decriminalizing public camping as homeless crisis surges. So if someone is puts a tent in your front fucking yard and you run them off, they can sue you for a thousand dollars. That's fucking. It's just amazing. It's 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 pretty sad because honestly, like um, I I was doing a couple contracts out in California and in in the West Coast, um, pretty much uh, well a, a good bit of last year, and. Um, you know, some of these in the states are gorgeous. The country's gorgeous out there uh, and they know what they have. They truly do. But it was so sad to see some of these cities that used to be so beautiful. So many people would, would go and enjoy it. It, it looked post apocalyptic. Like, I mean, truly fecal matter all up and down the streets. Um, you had uh, needles everywhere. They're, at, they're they're passing out pipes. It was unreal, man. And and uh, I mean, it is crazy because even uh, Newsom was putting out on uh, the, the advertisements and stuff like that out uh, in California to in, incentivize people to, to, to vacation in California, to stay in California. Because like, there's obviously a mass exodus from from the lunacy of, of their policies. Out I don't there. understand because they're going to try to prop him up for a presidential run. And I don't understand how he's going to have anything to run on. Well, neither does Biden. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Biden was vice president for eight years. Like Newsom, like it's a fucking shit show. But he he won an election by sixty percent. That's in California. People, the, I'm gonna say what we're not supposed to talk about. But in a fair, fair election cycle, there's no way the Democrats win anywhere. There's no way we go all over. We talked to people on the streets this last weekend in Nashville. Lots. We did interviews and some shit. And it's gonna be some stuff on our new series. But. No, but there's the, the percentages of people that think what's going on in our country is good is very little. I mean, mm -hmm. am I, do you agree, mm -hmm. Indy? I mean, there's just mm -hmm. I, you, you, you go all over the place. You talk to people. How many people on the streets actually like I, this article I was reading about was a, a veteran, a Vietnam vet was talking about walking down the streets in Portland. He said, I feel safer in Saigon during the Vietnam War walking down the street than I do in Portland right now. Yeah, he said, no doubt. And, and to your point, like I believe the, the latest data that's out there is is 70 percent of, of the American population do not want Biden to rerun. I think it's 50, 53 percent of, of Democrats. And then obviously the, uh, the rest were Republicans. So um, I'd say majority of the country would 
you know, agree with you. That shows you how stupid Democrats are. 53% or only 47% of them think things are good. Well, what's sad too is, is that if you really take in the account of, of the, the population in California, I mean, it's one of the most populated states in, in, in the country. They actually have, even though they're significantly outnumbered, um, they have more conservatives in that state than just about any other state. Yeah. You know? They had uh, 8 million people vote for Trump, I think last yeah. time. I mean, and, the, the the deal is the Democrats are a single a single item voters who they get they got they got the gay people that think that you got to vote Democrat or you're hurting the gay rights they've got black people that they they, they really push the black vote and they're like you got you got to vote you're not really black if you don't you know if you don't vote Democrat well so they try to push the racial stuff that now these the trannies everywhere are coming out and they're wanting to so the trans they get. They every they, every little thing and the people there, what they're doing is they they think those people ain't smart enough to differentiate between one problem. Everything Donald Trump did our country was not good for me, but I'm not a single line voter. You know, I see the overall picture, but they focus on these single deal and then they get the uh, the media to follow them like abortion. There's yeah. more to being yeah. a president you know, than freaking going for abortion one way or the other. For sure. I think they, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot uh, with, with what you just articulated, because um, the, the obsession with identity politics on the left, it, it, you know, you're seeing people see through that, with, with, especially with their, their uh, shift and their focus to sexualize children, this transgenderism movement. Those demographics, like when, when you really talk to these people, Hispanics and Asians and, and, um, and uh, you know, and blacks, like they actually hold a lot of conservative values with their family values with the things that they want they they this is all that they've been been told like in the last election um i think it was the first time where it is uh 51 of, of of black males voted uh they were they voted red you yep. know so people are seeing through that crap but this is the problem and you know and back to the initial point with with newsom is is he's part of the establishment like you can literally put a complete buffoon somebody that can't even uh, find his way to a stage. Uh, I mean, incoherently babble and in, in, uh, in such an embarrassing uh, way on on the world stage, and that that individual like can hold the highest office in the entire world. You know, so it doesn't really matter about your qualifications or your your uh, experience or education or all these different things, man. Like if you're their guy, then that's that's who they're going to push forward. To I go. had a. I had a conversation at the Nashville airport. I sat at a bar next to a lady and she was an oriental lady. Am I allowed to say that word? I don't care. I can't remember which word I'm not allowed to say. She was, she was from somewhere over to the middle East or not the middle East, the Southeast. I don't, I don't, whatever it is. Nice lady. She's a, she was a nurse practitioner lives in San Francisco. She said she moved to North Carolina for four years. Absolutely loved it. But her family's all in San Francisco. It's where she grew up at. And she goes, I miss my family. So I moved back. She told me, San Francisco's a shit show. Basically, she said it is terrible. She goes, when I lived in North Carolina, she goes, one day, she goes, I went to the bar with the girls and come back. And she goes, I was drunk. And she goes, I left my keys in my door. She goes, in San Francisco, if I did that, my house would be gone. I would be gone. And everything I own would be gone. She goes, one other time, I forgot to close the garage door in the back. And I, she, she, when I went to work, she goes, I drive home 12 hours later from my shift, and my door's still open. She goes, everything in my, my garage was still there. She goes, in San Francisco, there would be nothing there. She goes, I hate what has become of my city. She goes, San Francisco used to be a really nice place. She goes, it is inclusive, and they were pretty open-minded. They were very open-minded on everything. But she goes, they have went so far to the left now. She goes, it's dangerous. She goes, it's horrible. 
She goes, the drugs, the homelessness, people shitting in the streets. She says, it's horrible. And this is this is coming from a lady, and she said, I am a liberal. She goes, it is a terrible, terrible place. I said, why do y'all keep voting for it? She goes, I have no idea. You know, she goes, and she, I, I don't think she's voting blue anymore. The, the propaganda machine is 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 real for sure. I mean, you know, you would so think those people could see it for themselves, though. Yeah. You really do. Now, since the last time we talked to you, a lot's happened in your life. You were you were shot a couple years ago. Um, yeah, about a year and a half ago on my last op down in South America. What? You were you were down there. You were freeing slaves, and you what what did you get? You you freed what ninety six in. We we've ninety six total you know, since I've been working in counter child sex trafficking. On that particular op, we got twelve back. Jesus. So between the six and sixteen. Man. Now what happened? Were you ambushed or were you going into a house and 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 they opened fire on you? So. Um, I, I gotta leave certain aspects of it, um, out of course, but the, uh, um, they'll, they'll activate us whenever there, there's anything beyond the capability of their local law enforcement assets. And it goes through the, the, the embassy and they have an RSO vetted team. Um, so <clears throat> that with the host nation partner force, essentially. So, um, there's three different aspects to this mission. They'll have some type of information, uh, on, a uh, uh, you know where these girls are being trafficked or held, and then uh, so we'll send our guys in on like a two man like recce team to to conduct a, the SR piece, the special reconnaissance piece, determine like patterns of life, uh, weapon systems, technical surveillance. If we can get any um, PID on girls or or any of the players there, then great. Well, every single one of those um, those fincas are linked to either a brothel or a strip club. So then we'll send our UC teams and in, into those, those, uh, uh, brothels and, um, you know, develop a relationship with, with, you know, whoever's, you know, owning that, uh, it's, it's pretty brutal. I, I personally hate that piece of it because, um, you know, at some point you have to sit across from these guys and, and listen to what they like to do to little girls and little boys. And then I got to tell them what I like to do to little girls and little boys. Yeah. And the entire time I'm just looking at that, you know, freaking carotid thinking about how I want to slide my blade through it, you know. So then we'll set up some type of party uh, where we'll serve as uh, an OA, an operational advisor, either on the raid itself or um, me personally, I would like to to be in the party uh, that way, like whenever I get the three minute, you know, or five minute, three minute to breach or whatever, I can move the girls to a certain part of the house. Um, and so uh, to, to mitigate any type of HR uh, hostage rescue type situation. So in this particular instance, um, and, and I'll tell those guys, I'm like, man, beat the shit out of me, man. Like I want to look bloody coming out of there when they, when they have me cuffed, you know, alongside with all these other dirt bags. So um, anyways, you know, one of one of my backgrounds outside, you know, after the military, particularly, uh, I was a counterintelligence special agent for for the gov, and um, and so I'm always very concerned with like the the uh, the internal threat, you know, um, and you know, so I, I would always ask like, what's what's the ops testing look like with these guys, and and uh, it was pretty minimal, and uh, I was getting some demeanor hits on on this particular guy and this team that I was uh, an OA on with their team leader and you know, things were just pinging. They were just off for me. And, uh, and 
as the op was was kind of winding down, he's like, hey, we have some squirters outside, um, and they have, uh, I, I think he said, three or four girls with them. And I said, I was like, okay, they have everything locked down here. So we took off, and, um, and we're running kind of staggered going down this uh, alleyway. And I look up, it's like a slight grade, kind of like a favela setting. And I got four guns pointed at me and I had just seen him like kind of dip off into this little alleyway uh, of this little doorway. And as soon as I saw that, I just knew and I looked up and I have four barrels uh, pointing at me and they opened up and um, uh, I, I really didn't feel I, I, I got hit. Matter of fact, I got my plates right down here. <laughs> That's crazy. Didn't know we we're going to be talking <laughs> about this, but I took a round right here and then a round right there. Those were the ones that counted, and then um, I uh, the, the I got hit in my chest. It punctured my lung. Uh, one it was split into four fragments. It hit a rib and went up into my shoulder, and then uh, one was like two millimeters from my heart. One was just sitting right there. They pulled it out. They just did like you know a little pneumothorax, and and uh, but it had uh, punctured my lung, and so I didn't even feel that one. The one I felt was the one that went through my neck. And it hit like the brachial plexus nerve. So my left arm kind of went limp for a minute. And I was like, oh, dang. But where I was in the alley, like if I turned around and, and tried to find cover, because there was none right there, I would have just gotten zipped up, man. You know, I would have got plugged up pretty good. So sometimes the best uh, defense is a superior offense. And, and I just, everything slowed down for me. And I acquired my targets and, and, and pushed off a couple rounds. So, um uh, well, I'm still undefeated in gun battle. So <laughs> you're sitting here. So yeah. Um, w- whenever, once you, once you return fire is, is, are they pretty much done? Like, is, is their fight pretty much over or are they still, um, kind of pinging at you? I think that they kind of were surprised that I engaged and was moving forward. I don't think that they, they, they anticipated that. I dropped the first guy right away, uh, hit the second dude. He ended up expiring two days later, and the other two took off, man, because their, their towers are bitch-made, dude. You know, four versus one, and they still didn't, didn't uh, uh, accomplish their objective. So. Now, is your adrenaline so high that you don't really feel much whenever whenever this is going off? Like, I know, I'm sure you know that you're getting shot, but as far as, like, being in excruciating pain, uh, is your adrenaline at a state to where it keeps some of that pain away? You know, I'll be honest, man, like – not really. Um, I think, uh, and I look, I'm not trying to say I'm some type of badass. Every single guy I worked with are typically more badass than me. I'm the guy that's like making heroes out of everybody else. You know, I'm unconscious somewhere and they're dragging me off in the middle of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I always say, man, I did the job. I didn't say I was good at it. Okay? <laughs> um, but they, um, uh, I would say, you know, after a, a course of 17 years within, you know, special operations career field and law enforcement on SWAT teams. And, and I mean, you, I'm not saying you get, you know, desensitized to, to violence, but, um, I, you know, you always fall back to your lowest level of training is what they say and things. And, and, and so when you have that type of preparation, it, it, it gives you confidence in those situations where you're just simply equipped to navigate the, the volatility of that situation. You know what I mean? So um, it's uh, at, afterwards, like depends on the situation. Sometimes you'll, you'll be like, Damn. <laughs> but um, in, in the situation, I like everything tends to have the opposite effect for me. It, it kind of slows down. I become much more calm. I mean, if you if you lose your shit there, man, like if you, you're not in complete control of your faculties, you're done. Like you'll get tunnel vision. You're not going to be able to see everything that's going on. You'll lose fine motor skills. 
And uh, and so that's the last thing that you you want in that situation. Right? That's a lot of blood. I'm looking at the picture right now. And I mean, it's uh, you lost that one in your neck. Mm. Which one scared you the most? Was it? I mean, obviously, you don't know how close it was to your heart when you got shot. But when you were bleeding out of your neck, were you like, oh, fuck, am, am I about to bleed out? Like, what is this? No, because um, I knew that that I, it didn't hit anything, you know, it didn't hit an artery or anything like that, and it was through and through. Um, I had an exit wound on the back, and so I wasn't really too concerned with with that one. The one that I was a little concerned with, I had, and it gave me a little infection in my lungs as well, was was the one that went through my chest right above my plates. But um, you know, I, I, I kind of come to a place, man, and not to get all like Bible thumpery or anything like that, man. But for the first time in my life, like. I have peace. I have contentment. Like, and and it came from my acknowledgement of of Jesus Christ as my like savior. You know, so um, in that situation, like our time on this planet is so finite, man. Everything that I I do is gonna um, predicate is is going to determine where where my uh, what my eternity looks like. So I'm, I have utmost confidence in that, man. And so whatever happens, happens. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? So you're at peace now. I'm at peace, man, and, and it's crazy because um, I've I've found peace through combat, which sounds really weird. Um, but I, uh, you know, it, I've always struggled with contentment. I've always struggled with with peace. I've I've always wanted the next best thing. I always wanted to secure my own legacy and all this bullshit, man. And um, as soon as I came back to my faith, uh, or, or came to my faith in the first place about a year and a half ago. Um, Man, is I can't explain it, but it's the first time where I had contentment, where I had peace, where um, and and how how can I explain it? I didn't acquire anything more. It was just me acknowledging what I I believe to be absolute truth now. So see, and that's that is weird, like you said though, because I would figure a guy like you that has seen some of the worst parts of human existence would kind of be a little cynical to an all loving God, right? Yeah, like. Yeah. That's a great point, but but this is this is the 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 simple, you know, the simple uh, answer to that for me is that is the beauty and detriment of free will, yeah. you know. So um, that's if I serve a God of creation, I, I I don't have kids, but every single guy that I know or girl describe their love for their children unlike anything else they've ever experienced, right? Um, different than their parent, than their, their spouse or their mom or their brother, or sister, or best friend, or whatever the case is. So, you know, if, if this is what he wanted, it was to have children. But in order for that relationship to be pure, you had to elect him. You, you that's all you had to do. You had to John three sixteen stands alone in that regard. You just have to believe that he's a son of God. And, um, and so, uh, you know, but through that is free will or else the relationship isn't pure. You know, uh, if, if in his omnipotence, he already knew the exact product and this is what he created. No, it doesn't matter. You have to have free will. So on the opposite side of that, man, like that's our, our purpose here. The, the, all the, the, the atrocities and all the things that we experience, that's simply because of the decision of, of men who have rejected, you know? So, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, it, this is not anything that's new, you know, slavery has gone on. I mean, child, I don't, you know, obviously it's not probably well documented, but Slavery is nothing new. It's been here forever. It's written about in the Bible. So, you know, the things things have been bad yeah. for a long time. So they're just now it's, guys like you that will kick down these guys' doors. And it's worse now than it's ever been in history. That's what's crazy. I, I, I'm sure you guys remember. I think that's why you all had me on in the first place uh, a couple of years ago was when I got 
canceled yeah. for you know my positions on first of all not kneeling for the flag during the anthem but my explanation of that and 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 describing slavery like yeah as it turns out every demographic in the history of the world has been enslaved by another superior force at some point mm -hmm. in time like um so you know that's how i got into counter human trafficking was actually i was working in africa as a counter poacher um i lived there for almost three years in um in botswana zimbabwe uh, mozambique and south africa and the limpopo province and um once you embed within that um uh, black market, man. And you're buying, you're doing these control buys. Like I started out. Cause if we go over there with our American arrogance and figure out gonna, we're going to out bushcraft the Bushmen in <laughs> Africa, we're, we're pretty naive, man. It ain't going to happen. So you have to, you have to be proactive, develop those intelligence networks. And when I was doing that, I was, I started off buying like, you know, animal skins and rusty AKs and blood diamonds and whatever, working my way up to try and buy live pangolin and rhino horn, which are the two most valuable commodities in the world. Um, elephant ivory right underneath that as well. Well, at, at, I was doing these control buys after like maybe a year and a half supporting some of the IUs there, the intelligence units there. And um, and I was looking at baby parts, man. And I was like, mm. it took everything in me not to pull my pistol out and plug these dudes out on the spot. Like I could literally buy live human beings between the, the price of three or eight hundred dollars per head based on their age, gender, health and their physicality, man, like crazy. And so um, I went I went to the, the IU commander. I was like, man. I was like, Colonel, like, what's what's the you know, what's the deal with this? And he's like, oh, they're called the Moody murders, you know, uh, M-U-T-I or M-U-T-H-I is the variant spelling. And, uh, you know, they uh, the black medicine is it really drives uh, that uh, that market. But there's four different or three different levels of their potency. They have plant based then plant animal based. So the more exotic the animal is, the more potent the black medicine is. And then plant human based and in plant human based. Um, there's four different levels of potencies, blacks being least potent, um, children, whites, and then albino blacks being uh, the most potent. And so um, I was like, man, what the hell am I doing here? Like, I love that mission. It was probably the most fun job I ever had in my career uh, working as a counter poacher and anti poaching units there. Um, but I was like, OK, like there's an active slave trade. There's 20.3 million people enslaved in Africa alone, man. Like, so where's all the journalism there? Like, it doesn't fit the narrative or the demographic a little too dark right. for them. So they can't create any division. Very weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, so what did you say that you said it was the the Muti murder? What is it called? How did you spell it? Yep. M-U-T-I or M-U-T-H-I is the variant spelling. And like I said, to really get a look at this, man, you got to tap into the black market. You're talking about being undercover for a year plus. Like, so having any le legit investigative journalism there, it's not going to happen. And this is the problem, too, is is that there's such a high level of corruption in those countries, almost 80 percent corruption in their law enforcement, that the, the people, whenever that happens, where their child or you know children are taken or whatever the case is, there's no reporting on it. There's no data, no statistics like that's what's great about the U.S. is we our, our data and our stats like are are very much accounted for. And these other countries where they're like, oh, this kind of stuff doesn't have look, that is doesn't show. That's because there's no reporting there, man. Like, um, you know, so if, if that mom goes and says, hey, my baby got stolen, now she dies, and another member of her family dies, you know. Right. So it it was very illuminating working there, man. I'm, um, I I really want to shed a lot of light to it as a matter of fact and and there's uh you know and there's a lot of organizations that exploit that mission there as well it's just uh the the tribal dynamics are so volatile like man i've gotten just as many firefights down there as i did in you know afghanistan or, or wherever you know so what what do you think about this it's just come out a day ago 
or the Houston Hellman Services whistleblower Tara Lee Rodas testified before Congress alleging that the U.S. government is the middleman for a global multi-billion network of child trafficking for labor and sex with the United States, and there's 85,000 children missing. The good guys are the bad guys also, our government. Yeah, I mean, this is a thing, man, and, and I, I'm sure I'll get some, it's kind of controversial what I'm about to say, but my... My time in the military, my time in the intelligence community, even as a as a contractor, um, it's almost become a point of shame for me, man. Like, you know, our presence in these areas of operations were not determined by these subject matter experts in SOCOM and CENCOM and SOCSEN and, and the, you know, wherever, by these actual subject matter experts and, you know, commanders um, who spent the entirety of their life leading men and in, 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 in developing a strategic mindset. Um, they were determined by politicians. You know, that's that's why we were in war. Every single war conflict was determined by a handful of men who have a ton of special interests there. You know, and so when I look at the U.S. now, I, I love this country. I've put my life on, on the line so many times. Um, but we are absolutely the hub. of It's like modern day Sodom and Gomorrah, man. Everything that's that's vile and depraved, like comes out of this country, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm looking up the muty murders and I mean, Jesus, and it's all for human sacrifice practiced by these tribes. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Do they just go to like a neighboring tribe and then just kind of take, take children from no. that tribe? And that's what's so crazy, man, is that um, a lot of it's determined on their skin right? color. Um, as far as like, the darker they are, the, you know, even in, in with the Africans, like that's a, a big deal there. And like I said, the tribal dynamics are so volatile, man. Like I've seen complete villages just completely wiped out, decimated. I mean, you look at what happens in the Congo DRC and some of these places where uh, the children's soldiers are so prevalent. Like these are the, the, the thing. I don't know if you know what happens in those situations, but those kids are taken at a very young age. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, uh, mom or dad is 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 uh, you know the, the kid is blindfolded. Their mom or dad is is put at the end of a barrel of an AK-47, and that kid is berated till he pulls the trigger. Pulls the trigger, sees he just blew his mom or dad's brains out. Um, and now they take that kid, pump him full of drugs. He's disgruntled. He's scared. He's displaced, and this becomes his new family. Now you have and at such a, a a critical age as well, formative age, and then now these kids are are out of their mind on, on drugs and they're trying to prove themselves and, and trying to make their way in this, this violent world. Like, I mean, there's some of the most dangerous, uh, you know, uh, uh, personnel over there, man. Yeah. Because they've been, they've been trained from a very, very young age. Yep. It's, it's so sad, man. It really is. But, but again, man, people don't talk about it. They, they have no idea what's going on over there. The murder is carried out after body parts are removed while the victim is still alive. Yeah. And we would find like when we do patrols, like we would find bo- uh, bodies in the bush then they'd have an X cut through them. And the, but they're half eaten by animals like early on. I didn't equate the two. And then w- later I was like, OK, uh, this is their their harvesting organs or whatever the case is, you know, for their black medicine. And, um, you know, but the Asians are definitely like China's presence in Africa is unreal. They who dr- they drive that market. Um, they, uh, they believe the, uh, you know, uh, pangolin scale or, or rhino ivory hold medicinal value, or obviously there's no medical data to substantiate that. It's the same composition of your hair or nails, you know, it's keratin. Um, but, uh, Asia definitely drives that market big time. You would figure, yeah, that's interesting. Like nobody over here is even touching any of this stuff. It makes no, make, does not even make a, uh, not even 
not a not a headline, but it doesn't even go across the ticker that's on your news channel. Well, the people that own the well, media. It's, it's exactly it's it's easy to 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 understand when when you see um, how you know biased the media is for for one and in the political agenda of of the left. Man, it's 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 you know it is what it is at this point. Com- common sense on the whole thing but with the media, it, but that's their. They, they, that's their obsession, man. That's what I'm saying. That's their obsession with with the identity politics. If there's nothing there to exploit, you're not going to hear about it. Yeah, man. they, you know? they, they, the women's libbers on the left are all about the women's rights and all this stuff right there. And but they don't have a problem with a male competing and taking women's jobs and everything else is the transgender stuff. Then you've got the people they're supposedly for the kids that turn a blind eye to this child sex trafficking stuff. They don't mind Nike using child six-year-old kids to build shoes they don't i mean they it's all what's ever for them if it's advantage to their pocketbook that's what they care about and the same people that own our politicians own the media and that's why but you're right what's happening over there is horrific and it should be a a a true journalist like i've never heard of any i mean i've talked to you about this but like i've never i've never gone this in depth on the on the muti murders yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I've been asked, it sounds so douchey what I'm about to say, but I've been asked for, for a long time, you know, ever since Rio, when I competed in Rio in 2016, like to, to write a book, because I know my story is kind of unique and, you know, a little extreme and stuff like that. And I've all, I had no desire to do that. You know, now I, I, um, I, I have a purpose to, you know, I, I have a, a, a reason to write a final chapter, um, which I don't want it to be about me. I don't even care if my name's even on it at all. But um, a significant part of, of the this book that I, I'm, I'm in the process of writing is going to be on this very thing. I just want to shed light on it, you know? I want to go, before we switch to, to some of the transgender stuff, I want to, now this is kind of a conspiracy theory, or maybe it's not. The adrenochrome is what something that we've been hearing about over here in America. Is Have you had any, is there any truth to any of the... <clears throat> speculations that there are children in America that are being harvested for, and I don't even know how you get adrenochrome. It's, it's something supposedly the kid is, they draw the blood from a scared child and the adrenaline in the blood system supposed to have uh, anti-aging effects. Yeah. Um, you know, so I I can't speak a little bit on, on this stuff. I mean, and and, you know, from a spiritual perspective, man, because uh, this is very cultic type behavior. Um, children have always been the focus of evil. Like you, even all the way back to Aztecs or East Asians or Africans or, or all over the world, children sacrificed. There's there was something to the the, the purity of that mm-hmm. blood, you know, the innocence of that blood. And um, and so um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I actually worked in Hollywood for for a bit. I still contract doing um, you know EP for for A list le- uh, celebrities and stuff like that. And I have sat in conversations with, um, with well, so bad I wanted to record them with maybe eight or nine A-list type actors, five, six different producers and directors, and they're talking about you know uh, these four projects that they're that are coming up. Um, they mention what the theme of the movie is, and the entire rest of it is how they target, um, uh, push their agenda, push their. Um, these, these very hyper left talking points and very Marxist type, uh, ideologies, um, and, inter, you know, inject them into these scripts. It almost an hour and 45, that conversation was, and I, it just blew my mind, man. And children are always the focus of them as well. Like how they, they target that generation. That's why I bring that up. And, um, and so I have never personally 
seen that or witnessed it. I've seen some, I mean, you look at the lifestyle, like seeing, being around these people 24 um, seven, they are so like, if they were your neighbor, they'd be, you, they'd be the worst neighbor you could possibly like. They're so crazy, man. They, they really are like, because they don't even know how to act. They're so insulated by this circle around them. They, they'll say something semi funny and, and their, their circle will laugh, like cackle, like hyenas. They'll say something, you know, a philosophical and they'll be like, Oh my God, you're such a visionary. You know, it's like, I'm like, <laughs> shut the hell up. You know, it's, um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, they're, they're so sad, man. They're so depressed. They take all types of opioids just to get through the day. Um, and their lifestyles are very perverse. You know, it, it, they truly are, man. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm looking, you know, one of the guys that pops into my mind whenever we talked about the adrenochrome was John Podesta and some of the paintings that he had in his place. I mean, there's children that are tied up and well, they're all tied up and you know, they got on these, the red shoes and then like, you know, you can link that back to the painting. Wasn't it Bush that had the, the or no, it was Clinton no, it was, that had the. No, it was Epstein had a painting of Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton in a was, red dress. No, red, red shoes. Red high heels, yeah. Yeah. So They're all a bunch of yep. sick deviants. And, you know, that ties back. You listen to somebody like Don Lemon who goes in and says, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of feel sorry for, for him, you know, talking about Podesta. Like, I mean, that's that's exactly what we're talking about, man. Like just blind party allegiance, you know, no critical thought processes where people look back and say, wow, that's, that's pretty fucked, man. Yeah. And and then like, you know, Epstein, we, we arrested Epstein, we arrested uh, Maxwell. We've had the trial. Conveniently, there was also the Johnny Depp trial, which shows how dumb America is because it's like, oh, we got Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We'll pay attention to that. Not the Maxwell trial. And then nobody from the Epstein list has gotten arrested. Which like, is complete like, bullshit. Like they're still running around. We know that that was going on on that island, and we'll arrest, we'll arrest him, or we'll, you know, we'll whatever with him. And Man, that's such a it's such a great point, dude. And it just shows how culturally backwards we are, dude. Like, yeah, two hundred, three hundred years ago. These actors and, and athletes, these were our court jesters, man. This yeah. is who entertained us. They were the lowest class in society, had no business talking on political. Now these people determine politics, medicine, mm-hmm. um, culture, everything, dude. And, and I mean, you know, as, and I'm a former athlete myself, so I've had an inside look. I've seen where these funds are, are, are appropriated. And, and how, you know, it's, it's a bunch of grown-ass people playing a children's game at the end of the day. They're chasing around a bag of air. And they're worshipped for it, man. It's unreal. And then you have these actors that don't even know who they truly are at the core because their entire existence is learning to pretend to be somebody else, like studying every aspect. And and I will say that they're really they most of them have a very elevated emotional intelligence. Like they know how to to gauge their audience. They know how it's going to be interpreted. They know what aspects to pull from certain personalities that they're trying to portray. But these are the people that are revered and, and deferred to. Like, look at freaking Biden. He interviewed Cardi B during his <laughs> camp. Like, are you shitting me right now? Like, Wop. this girl can't even formulate a sentence. She's a freaking stripper. And if, if that doesn't, like, illuminate how they try to, uh, you know, it, the propaganda and persuasion 101 right there. That's gray agitated propaganda, man. Like, how they, they target specific demographics. Oh, he's talking with... Cardi B is, dude, you know, I mean, it's just laughable, man. This is, these are men are making decisions that that d- determine how we live, how we survive, you know? It's, it's, it's unreal how culturally backwards we are. What about, we'll switch, switch gears kind of, but kind of on the same track, Ukraine. 
Zelensky is nothing but an actor, in my opinion. I mean, I've never seen a wartime where we fly celebrities. Now, back during the USO days, we would bob hope and then would go to the, they didn't never went to the front, basically. But here we are sending our Congre- our politicians and our celebrities and getting pictures taken, you know, I with with the, how many times did Winston Churchill pose with someone to get a damn picture taken in the middle of bombs yeah. falling all around them? I think the Ukraine yeah. deal is all a hoax. Well, um, I did do a couple pumps to Ukraine, and um, it, I'm really conflicted on it because I don't think we should have we have any business there. At, ultimately, that's I'm just putting that out there. Um, there are. You know, I, I have seen atrocities there, too, like, you know, civilians, uh, you know, elderly people just riddled with bullets like warfare is 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 terrible thing, man. It is. But like we're f- literally funding a war at the cost of a potential World War Three, like a proxy war like this is all this is doing is funding this industrial war complex. And uh, and we're, this money is unaccounted for, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, it's being funneled back into um, the DNC. It's there's so much corruption with, with all of that, you know. So uh, you're talking about, you know, f- providing stingers and weapon systems and personnel to um, a country that's that's, you know, in in a conflict with Russia. Like that's a really real that's a real threat. man. You know. It's not just the DNC though. I seen Leslie uh, Lindsey Graham the other day talking about, oh, we need to support. It's the it's the deep state. But every one, oh, but sure. every one of it, those guys, they're trying to make up for those four those four years of Donald Trump with no war. They didn't get to make no yep. money off their stuff. Like, You're absolutely right. And and so I, I was working with um, with General Flynn for for quite a while on on a number of different projects and. And uh, he he described it pretty well. He said the 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 higher up you go in in the Republican Party, the the squishier they become. Yeah. And I thought that was a pretty good term. Like these people forget that they're nothing more than an extension of their constituency's voices. That's not their seat. That's their constituency's seat, man. And then so they spend the first year trying to learn the job, and the second year trying to campaign to stay there. Like there's really no effective work there. Else, the, the the ones who are getting things done are the establishment. You know, and um, and so, yeah, it's it's pretty sad state of affairs. But I asked, you know, I asked General Flynn um, what his you know, because I I voted for Trump. Um, I'm not a big fan of him personality wise, but I thought his policies were were incredible. There's so many things that he actually did that nobody heard about because of the suppression in the media. But I asked him, I was like, you know, because I do value General Flynn's assessment and his gauge on people, his read on people. And and he told me he's like, well, three things he's like. Um, the first thing was because uh, I, I said, what was your assessment when you first met Trump? And he said, for the, the first thing was that this man absolutely loves his country. I was like, oh, so that's authentic. That's genuine. He says 100 percent. So the second thing was he's brilliant. A lot of people don't like they, they try to you know, call him a dumbass and all these different things. He says he's a speed reader. He probably sleep three hours a night. I'd give him a 200 page document. And he have 95 percent of it retained um, and comprehended. He said the third thing was is that he didn't know shit about the government. He didn't know <laughs> about the legislative, judicial, or you know, uh, you know, executive uh, branches and the powers that come with that. Um, so he he what did Trump do? He deferred to a subject matter expert, and he became you know a a, a, a kind of a consigliere to teach him a lot of this stuff. And he says, "Sorry, Trump, you need to hire four thousand people, or you need to fire four thousand people, and you need to hi- uh, fire four thousand or." I'm sorry, you need to fire 4,000 people. You need to hire 4,000 people as your presidential nominees. So whenever you have a presidential nominee, 
um, it has to be approved by the, the that sitting president's respective party that they represent, right? So typically, um, those nominations will will receive about thirty of the four thousand thirty seven hundred. The thirty eight hundred of of those nominees will be confirmed. Do you know how many Trump had confirmed? Mm. Three hundred. He had everybody working against him. He had the the left, the right, the media. It was unreal what he was able to get accomplished with with so little and he and and on the human trafficking piece he did more for for human trafficking to to counter human trafficking than every other sitting president combined yeah yeah um he anytime that everybody's against someone i tend to be for him because to me that seems a lot like uh you're gonna upset the apple cart which is the last thing anybody up there like there's, you know, Biden spent what's he what's he been up there sixty years, uh, forty seven I think. Okay, so fifty. A he's bunch. been up there fifty years. Forty forty years, let's say. I know forty it's years, forty plus. Whatever, whatever it is. But whenever you get guys like that, and I like that Trump didn't know shit about how to. Yeah. I, I like that he didn't know anything about government. He was a good businessman. Hire the hire Absolutely. the best people for the job. Listen to what they have to say and do what they have to say. He doesn't have to know all they, the answers. Fucking hire that shit out, just like you would in a business. I mean. I love that you said that, man. My, my definition of a leader is somebody who surrounds himself with subject matter yeah. experts, void of, e- of of ego to think that he knows everything is omnipotent, and then defer to their counsel and make a command decision accordingly. Like, to me, like, uh, you know, there's a selflessness to that um, of, of actually wanting to put your objectives in your 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 country before yourself and your own agenda. You know? yeah, yeah, he got he got backstabbed by everybody around him. Best thing he could have done was went to hire an attorney that was just a damn good asshole criminal defense attorney. And it didn't matter. You pick a city in America, the biggest prick attorney they got, and make him as attorney general, he'd have been a lot better off. Because everybody yeah. that's in Washington, D.C. is connected. The FBI is fraudulent. The CIA is fraudulent. Every one of those big deals. And it's bad because there are great FBI street guys out there. There are great guys in the ATF, all them guys. But when you get up to that bureaucracy point in, in Washington, D.C., every one of them is on a favor for someone else. But the biggest hypocrisy going in our country is the Epstein deal, and not one fucking person has been arrested yeah. for buying those underage girls, not one. And you know damn yep. well if it was people connected, they would be. Bill Clinton went 32 times to Epstein Island, 32 fucking times, and the DNC still props his ass up. I am not... Uh, what's the chick's name? The lesbian lady's got a talk show. <laughs> what's her name? Ellen. Yes, Rosie O'Donnell. Ellen. I mean, El- Ellen na- went, narrow it down. Ellen went That's there. A prerequisite. Mo- Ellen went there multiple times. Oh, Ellen's. Right. Uh, I'm gonna give you a con- conspiracy deal. Ellen's ex-wife was Ann Hesh, the lady that died in the wreck. Correct. That's a fucked up whole system all by there. Supposedly she was coming out on a bunch of shit on Ellen. And yeah, that. but every, anytime anybody dies, they say they're coming out. Like when the Lincoln Park guy died, they, he was coming out. When what? Anthony Bourdain killed himself, well, he had stuff on the deep state oh. that he was about to. Well, they're good. Whatever, okay. So. What about today? The guy that was a whistleblower on Biden is supposed to. He's disappeared now. I mean. Another conspiracy. Do you, do you think the good guys took him, or do you think the bad guys took him? He's somewhere, but he's disappeared. But that's the way they do. They they and they don't even try to hide it anymore, you know. And there's a lot of things. I mean, I'm going to ask you if you know about this because I don't know if this is true or not. And I've read it and I've read it and I never had heard it until about six months ago. I did not realize when the federal building in Oklahoma City blew up that they had all the documents that atta- that attached Hillary Clinton to Whitewater. Those were all in that deal. They were fixing to release them on the next following Tuesday. Then they had that explosion. 
Have you ever heard that story before? I have not. I had not heard that until about six months ago, and now I've seen it uh, talked about a lot of times. I don't know if it's true or not. It doesn't surprise me if it is true, though. Are you? Would it, well, would it shock you? Know, you? I'll, I'll say this, man. Like, no, absolutely not. Um, t- talk about hypocrisy. Like, even with the the Clinton deal, you know, like as a former counterintelligence special agent, one of the aspects of that job outside of source operations is national security crimes investigations. Like for her to take after she subpoenaed for it to take the very um, conscientious and, and, and uh, pointed actions of uh, bleaching 33,000 mm-hmm. classified emails and then to have the gall to lie to the American public and say, oh, I didn't know what the classification markings were. You're, you're the head of the tar- Department of State. You know what's classified and what's not. It's it's very simple process. There's only three classifications, confidential, secret, and top secret. Now, there's tons of caveats to those security clearances. But anyways, I digress. Um, I have put forth cases that were a fraction where one guy had you know compromised one training document and he had clearance revocation, jail time, all these things. You're talking about a server that was determined to have no less than nine penetrations from from uh, outside countries, from um, other countries, um, uh, tampered with evidence underneath U.S. code that would fall under espionage. I know that sounds extreme, but under espionage, there's a uh, a clause that's, uh, that that articulates mishandling of classified information. She should have been charged with espionage, you know. And and so when Comey came out and said yes. We determined that she she um, uh, compromised classified material. I was like, great, here we go, freaking finally. And then he goes on to say, but I was like, okay, <laughs> um, we didn't determine any um, intent. And I was like, I was like, where the hell does it say in the U.S. code that you have to have intent, intent to do you it? Know? Right. It's unreal, man. What about the um, the kid that got arrested two three weeks ago for leaking? the Biden stuff that showed all the money and stuff coming out. And he was supposedly now they said that he's a racist. That's how they're handling it. Now is he's racist. Well, that regardless if he's a racist or whatever he is, if he leaked documents that show that our government is doing, he's a whistleblower. He shouldn't have leaked it probably, but what, what's your thoughts on that? Cause I don't, the, 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 the indefatigable default to the race card, man, it's just so everything. It's just, it's been exhausted to nausea, man. Um, but anyways, that's a that's a tough one because I, you know, I actually when I was working in the intelligence community, I was actually compromised by Snowden when he released those documents. I was working in a facility. You can look it up. That's on. It's on freaking line. Um, on uh, NSA Spion Schutzbund is a Facebook page, and there's two images of me. The German government made it um, illegal for them to to post images of our face, but. Um, I had all my dossiers, all my um, reports, everything um, completely ripped. And I, I ended up having to move to Switzerland right after that to another field office. But um, the uh, at the time, I absolutely loathed this guy. Right. And um, I remember being in Moscow and, and seeing where he was held in the terminal and at the at the um, Moscow airport. And man, I was like, I could definitely get up there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I. Uh, now, I, now, of course, I don't justify what he did. He compromised a lot of important stuff and put a lot of guys at jeopardy. Um, I wouldn't have done it that way, but I get it now. You know what I mean? Like what this kid did is is potentially like he shed light on something that that he thought could prevent World War Three. Um, you know, I and you know, I, I would be very. What's shocking to me is that his his rank and the and the level of placement and access that he had to this type of information 
is what I don't understand because the, the, the things that I, I, I read on, on what was released would hundred percent fall within what's called a SAP, a special access program to, to be right onto a SAP requires three criteria, the need to know, the mission and the security clearance, which is a TSSCI, uh, sensitive compartmented information. So, for example, um, you know, the president of Biden knows about this particular program or has some type of insight into it and uh, or, or whatever the case is. And does he have the uh, need to know? Sure. Does he have the security clearance? Yep. Does he uh, uh, is he on the mission? Nope. Sorry. So that's how they keep, you know, these things controlled and compartmentalized. Um, so the things that I read, I say all that. To, to say that um, they would 100% fall within special access programs. Uh, and for a, a, a kid at that age, with, with at his station, at his um, position and, and level, really did not make sense how he had that level of placement and access. That's crazy. Do you uh, – do, this is another – I'm going to go way off the side here. Joe Biden. Joe Biden just last week did an interview and it showed he flipped his card over and it showed he's got all the pre-answers and everything. Can't do a press conference. I personally don't think Joe Biden's running the place. Do you think Joe Biden's in charge? And who do you, if not, who do you think's calling the shots? Um, I, I, I know the answer to this um, based on, on the sources and the guys who I, I work with within the, the positions that I hold now um, have told me, well, this was, about three months ago, and they said for the last 13 months, Obama has been at the White House, uh, if not every day during the week, at least half of the week since uh, December of 20. Well, he's fucking us up big time. That's always thought it was him or Susan Rice running the place. Or, or, and look, I'm not saying that it is him, but he's there. Why he's is he's he there? there and all. You know, he's like, there an awful lot. The dude, is, the dude is obviously a puppet. Trump totally disrupted the system like they did not anticipate their plan was to have eight years of hillary and if that would have happened oh my gosh man we would have been so we're, we would have been so far gone at this point i think it would have been um irreversible i i, I don't like the direction we're going obviously it, it feels futile but um i uh, doesn't make me any less deterred to 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 shed light where it needs to be shed no pr no ex-president that done his job ronald reagan uh, any of them that wanted stayed there again. wanted to go back and fucking for a third term. They once they were done and they got that taste of freedom and not being involved, mm -hmm. they love that. But Obama's an arrogant prick, and he thinks that him and Big Mike need to be running shit. And I, I don't. You're you're absolutely right. I, I don't understand how how um, the, these uh, the left has has weaponized these going back to the bureau the way that they have look at the raid that was conducted that's unprecedented that's never happened on a sitting president which there what came of that nothing yeah. is uh, so he had already had it approved he had a borderline skip in his own home like he had full-time secret service on there had everything approved already through the bureau um all those documents uh, you know were released so then they go and determine that that Biden has classified information in his freaking garage next to the Corvette right. and not even a peep, not any type of call to action. Nothing, man. Like the 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 double standard. The Whoop. NSA came in. They cut us. Nauseating, man. Yeah, you cut out for just a split second there. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, the Washington's probably listening now. Um, but that, but you're exactly right though. Like even when you look at this, uh, the whistleblower, like if they do it under the Biden administration, they're public enemy number one. But if the, if there was a whistleblower in the Trump administration, when Trump was in charge, well, they were a patriot and they were looking out for the greater good of America. And 
you know, let's let's leak all these documents on Trump. And, you know, you get this, you get your 15 minutes of fame in the media. But if you do that with Biden in charge, well, all of a sudden now it's a problem. So it's another double standard. I, I can't I can't believe anybody living in this country thinks that we are on the right path. But here's, right now. Here's, nobody. I don't care my, who you are. Here's my question. Why do they want why do they want to do this? They live here too, though. Yeah, like, I don't understand like, that. Why do they want all of this to go down in flames? What's their end game? You, you know, I, I've kind of come to a point, man, where um there's three things that corrupt character um, more so than anything else that will exponentially put you on that path is uh, greed is uh, power, influence, and money. And when these men reach that that level of power, that level of influence, and then obviously the money. They, I mean, how can you 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 justify these politicians that are multimillionaires on one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars salary a year? Like, I mean, I, I think there was a tax rate that when the last when I was con, um, uh, considering a run for Congress, I was looking at the tax returns for. Uh, some of the elected officials, and and I think the le- the the least amount that I saw that was claimed was like six hundred and sixty thousand dollars, man. Like, so where's that money coming right. from? Special interests interest. or stock trades? You know, that's a, there's a there's a very very good page on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, Pelosi stocks uh, Pelosi stocks anyway, and I think there's an app now. You can follow a politician, and it will invest your money how they invest their money. And I mean, wow. the returns are off really the chart. Good. Like, uh, you know, everybody's everybody's talking about uh, banning TikTok. Well, that's because they're invested in Facebook and Instagram. They're invested in Meta. So yeah, Zuckerberg absolutely. came to these guys. TikTok's putting a big dent in there. They're a big thorn in their side. They're not collecting any more of your data than Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Like, they, your information's out there. Absolutely. I trust the Chinese more than I do our American government. But these politicians have been bought off by Zuckerberg. Even in even when I was in the military in the gov, like we would field test some incredible equipment when I was at 20th Special Forces Group, and um, you know they, you know what was actually contracted, what what they actually purchased was never the best product. I was always like, why did they choose this over that? Well. Obviously, because that politician had some type of invested, you know, interest into that company, uh, you know, and I saw that multiple times. Okay, I want to switch gears just a little bit here. Um, you know, you 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 are you're an athlete, and um, now all of a sudden, it is okay for a biological male to physically compete against. Oh, we lost them. They're definitely listening. <laughs> yeah, I bet they are. They're definitely listening. How would you rate the quality of this call? I'm going to give it uh, uh yeah. He's calling back right now. Oh no, it kicked me out. Skype kicked me out right during I guarantee you. We we tripped a wire. Would you be surprised though? We honestly? tripped a wire, Jeff. Would you be surprised? Fuck. Hang on. We'll be right back, folks. Oh, there you are. What the fuck? That's crazy. It signed us out for whatever reason. Like the whole, the whole, all of Skype just fucking went kaput. Interesting. Probably listening to us. Think I know why? Yeah, I mean, I've been having, especially with the position I'm, I'm where I'm working right now. Like I've been having a lot of anomalies going on with my cellular devices. What is that like? Is that scary? I mean, I mean, you know, like I said, man, we, we talked about it earlier, like before we even got on, man, like I'm, I'm just at a 
a place in my life. Like, obviously, I'll never do anything to jeopardize the safety of, like, guys who I worked with in, their, in those missions. But, man, people should really know what's going on. And and uh, I think every taxpaying citizen, like, should, should know where these monies are being allocated, where they're being appropriated. Like, in my humble opinion, one of the most powerful entities in the world is the hack is the House Appropriations Committee. They, they, they're who determine all clandestine and covert operations. And uh, and they have an unlimited, unaccounted for black black op funds, man. Like that's not really a term that's used like, you know, black op funds, but that's what they are. When I say that people know what I mean. So um, yeah, it's pretty, it's, uh, I'm just at a place now where I don't really care. Like like I said, I, I have confidence where I'm going in the end. And and um, I've, I've had these conversations with my family. Like, I'm not trying to sound dramatic or extreme or anything like that. I'm like, if anything happens, like, first of all, it's not what it's going to be, what's, what's going to be said. And um, don't look into it. <laughs> like, just leave it alone. I'll see you in eternity. You know, I'll see you in a couple of years. We'll be kicking it. Oh, that's got to be fucking, that's got to be scary. I mean, you know, you're a badass and well, all that stuff, but still. I don't, uh, it, it would be tough. The world is on fire. There's no doubt about it. So anyway, we were going to get into the, tra- we were going to talk about t- transgender for just a, for yeah. just a little bit. Now it's okay Let's for a biological male to get into a physical, to get into a, uh, the physical arena against a uh, biological female. You're seeing them in MMA matches. Uh, you're seeing them in, in the swimming pool. I mean, Nobody has hurt women's sports more than these idiotic policies. I, I really can't believe we're even talking about this. You know what I mean? Yes. Like how, again, how far we've gone culturally, like where we're actually debating this stuff where we're, we're not recognizing. Like, there's a reason why the world health organization, what was it four or five years ago had um, transgenderism listed as a mental, uh, a, a, a mental health disorder. Um, they, they reversed that doing no type of medical, uh, you know, any type of uh, uh, compiling any data or anything like that. They were completely coerced by the, uh, uh, by the political realm. It was all politics, man, why they, they reversed that their position on that. So um, with, again, no medical data to to warrant that, that type of uh, reversal on that position. It's pretty crazy. Again, unprecedented in the scientific realm. So here you have, transgenderism a, a men who are pretending to be women um and absolutely crushing women's sports like i don't understand how a, a true feminist could could ever even justify that man like you're talking about a man pretending to be a woman is going in and crushing all these these records like i, I was on staff with the u.s women's national team for almost a year the, the soccer team during the world cup run we got the gold medal in 2019 and and man i mean they would they would get crushed by boys, boy teams, yeah. man. Like everything that they say, they they would go. I mean, obviously it was closed sessions. You're not, you know, the parents weren't even allowed in there. And they would, it would be a local club, not a PDA team, not a professional a professional development academy or a college team. Boys, like 15, 16 year old boys, and they could not match their physicality or speed. Um, and yet, you know, the the women's national team. Uh, like Megan Rapino or you know, goes on and, and says that oh, we would give the men's national team a run Fuck for the money. Off. It's like almost laughable. No, and then they go and and they're some of the biggest uh, proponents for uh, bringing men into a women's sport. Like I, I just, it's just lunacy, man. I can't even wrap my head around it. What's crazy no is that she is would... when Megan Rapino come out the other day and she, her and Sue Bird, her whatever she is, her wife, husband, husband wife, come out and said we think that the the, the the transgender men should be to be able to play with women. 
like Andy said the other day, well, she's she'd be out of a job. You know, there wouldn't be a there wouldn't be a woman playing WNBA that didn't have a penis. Same as same as a fucking soccer deal. Did you see Trump the other day? He said, if I owned a WNBA team under the laws today, I would never lose. He said, I would get LeBron James. I would pay him an insane, uh, just a gross amount of money to say he identifies as a woman. And I would do that to five or six other people. And we would just, I would never lose. No, you'd be 150 to zero at the end of the year. You'd never lose a game. And like I said, man, I, I love that women have a have a, a a space to compete and to to you know in, enjoy sport on that level man you're you're talking about bringing in like in men dude like it's just not even a a competition like i said with the, with the women's national team these were these were boys and these are the best female soccer players in the world that now technically the women were better they their their positioning their their technical skills were better they just could not match the speed and physicality period yeah. Um, did you, and also then today or not today, this week, Brittany Griner, Miss Adams Apple herself come out. Who should be the, who should stand anytime she even thinks the national anthem's about to come she, on. I think she oh. has been doing has that. She? She's been doing that. Good I for think. her. But she come out and said, I don't understand why America has to do this to transgender. Transgenders should be allowed to compete in women. Listen, lady, if that fucking happened, you'd be the same way. You'd be out of job. The third string freaking power forward at the smallest college in the in the united states would score 50 points a game or 60 points in the girls game easy 100 percent. i have a a little experience about that as well they had a WNBA player come to my high school or uh, when i was a kid and uh, she had just signed it was her first year she got signed out of uconn and uh um we we she's like kind of talking some shit and and (laughs) oh you know we want to run one-on-one and I, I i played more basketball than i did soccer or boxing or anything growing up so um i, I ran it with her and it was 11 to 2 this was a professional ball player and i was a high school you know uh and the same thing and when i was fighting pro we'd have um they have all when i lived in thailand we'd have uh ufc fighters come through and have camps there all the time uh ronda rousey and chris cyborg and all these uh they tons of huge names they're not even MMA practitioners, pure like BJJ blue belts would wipe the floor with Ronda, man. Like not even competent, not even close. So that's a that, same weight and all that. Dude, that's one thing that Jeff's always said. Like he's he's given a lot of guys too much credit. Who? How do you think? What level of training do you think could beat Ronda Rousey in a fight? Like she was, you know, obviously at her time she was the best. But I mean, do you think a a, a blue belt in jujitsu would have the same? Would would be physically? Any man that can throw a punch and knock her ass out. Yeah, but you got to hit her t- first. She's going to get fucking hit. It's a woman, a 150-pound woman fighting, fighting a 150-pound man on the same I think frame. she could kick your ass, Jeff. Well, fuck, I'm old, fat, yeah. and out of shape. Probably so. Well, you said any man. I, well, if I fucking nailed her with a fucking good oh, one across her fucking goodness, chin, Jeff. knock her ass out. Hey, I'll say this. I have a ton of respect for, for you know, women in combat sport. Yes. Like they, they're bad they, like, To me, like, whenever you hear dudes talk about, yeah, I can... I could kick his ass. I, you know, I, I took on three dudes. I'm like, man, this motherfucker never even been in a fight in his life, right. man. Like, I got my ass kicked something way more than I, I won. You know, that's how you learn. That's how you get better, man. Is, is just getting your butt kicked over. Oh, I never lost a fight in my life. Okay, bro. Right. So you're telling me you ain't never trained, then? <laughs> like, so you're talking about women who train, um, specifically for this sport, and and a guy who doesn't. Yeah, I mean, you're, 
you're always going to have a problem with speed and power always, no matter if you're a guy or a girl. Um, but yeah, I'd say some of these girls would definitely freaking, you know, uh, wipe the floor with, with dudes that don't train, but guys who do, it's not even a competition, man. Thank if you, you. take a, a dude who's 150 pounds, his musculature, his, his musculoskeletal system, everything is so much more developed, man. Like, um, again, even if her technique is better, same analogy I used with the women's national team, um, their technique were much was much better. They just could not match the speed and power, you know? I think Rhonda would kick my ass. No, I, no, I, I, no. I think she would. She'd definitely kick your ass. Like, we've already established that. Yeah, said, she would probably whip my ass. Okay, but, but you said any man. I'm and, saying okay, a but man that's in good shape will beat her ass. Oh, give me a break. You've got you would so. you would beat her ass first uh, of no, all. No. You got more fucking you got more heart and desire than she's got. You'd beat her what ass. What are you fucking talking about? She was the best. She was a she was the best woman. But a you woman can't, is not you can't a fighter. Say that I. Oh my god. You can't say that I've got more heart and desire than her. She 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 has risen to the top of everything that she's ever competed at. So I think she's got plenty of heart and plenty of desire. You're so not we letting a woman whip your ass, are you? I think she would. I don't think so. Rather, if you whether hard, I wanted to or not, you wouldn't fight her hard because you'd feel bad. You can't I think, win I, in that I think situation. It, I think it's kind of like fighting a grizzly bear. You can't win. You're done when the grizzly I, bear I, says. Man, like as somebody who's spent a lot of time in the gym. There, I've seen many women tap many men. Yeah, you know, it just the it just again, it's just how much training you're investing into, just like anything else in the world, man. Like you're not gonna walk into to something and, and be the best w- without ever training in it, you know. So when when their entire lives are invested with this, like, yeah, there's some legit female fighters, no doubt. But again, pound for pound in the same weight class, there's never gonna be a competition. And, right? and against a a biological male that is also trained right. and fight like it's right. gonna, it's gonna kill women's sports. Remember when they wanted her to fight yeah. Floyd Mayweather? No. Like, oh yeah, that was when, oh, no. They thought that would be a good fight. They weighed about the same thing. He'd beat her fucking lips off. Yeah. Well, I mean, was he going to well, be able I mean, to punch you know, her? Yeah. Oh, that's not. Fair. Well, you fucking you gonna put his tie his hands behind his back? That well, ain't a fight. I, maybe wrestler. I'll say this too. My sister, man, she trains BJJ, and I've seen she's a blue belt, probably about to get her purple. But she, uh, she's tapped firefighters, cops, soldiers, marines, like just because that's what she trains every day in it, you know. So I'm not saying there ain't some women out there that aren't badasses because there's a bunch of women's badasses. No, that's I'm what you're saying. saying. No, I'm not. Let me finish. That's exactly what you said. Let, let me finish. That's exactly what a you said. A badass woman fighting a dude that trains and stuff at it's the same way is going to beat her ass. It's just a it's just it's just a strength deal. Ain't nothing against them at all. I mean, I god, I love women. If it wasn't for women, we'd all be queers. I mean, but you're not going to have a woman. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I just opt out. Yeah, I'll be But I don't. We yeah. just don't have the. It's just they're different. They're different species. I mean, they are. They're not meant to be fighting against a man at the same level a man is going to beat her. Every sport there is in the world. I'm not talking about topping. I'm not talking about certain things. But if it's a physical sport, a man is going to win every time. Because we're built different. We're stronger and we're faster. Why do women agree to do these things? Like Fallon Fox, she recently, I think it was Fallon Fox. No, it wasn't. It was another dude. Fractured the skull of of his opponent. Yeah. I mean, why are these why are these women subjecting themselves to these things? I mean, again, you're talking you're you're trying to rationalize the behavior of somebody we've already determined to have a mental health disorder. Right. So, you know, like these these individuals, especially when they go public with these with these things, I I personally I'm look, I, I haven't sat down and across from them and assessed them, you know, to develop an actual personality matrix on them. But 
Um, there's a degree of narcissism that comes with that. There's a, a, a very high level of insecurity with almost every single one of these individuals. They're always trying to, to prove themselves in whatever space that they've been accepted into. And right now we have a culture that is, is absolute, absolutely curtailing to lunacy, man. Like, like I, again, I can't even believe what we're talking about this right now, but we, we are, we have to, you know, there's, there's nobody else that's that's giving a different narrative outside of the mainstream media, you know. So that, I'm grateful for you guys in that regard. Yeah, we pissed a few people off doing it, but we're going to continue to oh, piss no them doubt. off. They, uh, no doubt. The, the, the women's deal is just a freaking farce, is all it is. It's men that can't compete and they're against men, so they try to be women for the easy way around. I like, I could, I would love to see a, an MMA man fighter get in there and beat the shit out of that one to beat the hell out of that woman. Well, you did. Fallon Fox. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the a guy got in there with him. Well, I mean, she has before. I mean, there's a reason that that well, Fallon Fox. There's a reason Fallon Fox went to go fight women. I don't know who Fallon Fox is. It's a is that trans- your transgender yes. guy? Okay, I would. So some some guy did beat his ass. I'm sure there's been lots of them. That's why he's fighting yeah. women. There's also there's also sad to say, man, but there's a green beret out of Washington that became a transgender and and got into MMA and was just wiping the floor with all these females out there. Uh, crazy man. It Absolutely is. embarrassing. Um, but but again, I don't understand how feminists, like true feminists, can can rationalize, can justify this, man. Like, how they're for it? You're you're taking men who are pretending to be you, and and they're 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 coming into your space and taking it over. Like, how are you okay with that? This blows my they mind. They could have ended it at the NCAA swim meet last year. They could have ended it in the first time if every one of those girls wouldn't have jumped in that water and just stood on the podium and let that fucking chick with a dick swim down there and back and forth Leah and Thomas. do his thing and nobody else do shit the ncaa would have quit doing that that'd been the last time they'd done it because it was embarrassment to the ncaa and didn't he cut didn't it come out that he took a shower with these women and you know he's got full male genitalia well, uh i think riley Gaines is her yeah, name yeah she's cool she out and, and that that's what that's what um uh that was her big position was like i i'm, I'm sharing a locker room with a guy and, and is fully nude like how can any woman feel comfortable in that position as well? And and you want to see again, like the the just rabid, you know, uh, response to when she came to speak about mm-hmm. it. Uh, look what she almost got put in the hospital. She got jumped by all these freaking uh, transgender, you know, um, uh, advocates. It's it's insane the stuff that they get away with. And uh, again, the double standard. Whereas if that happened to the you know the the roles were switched. Uh, it'd be national news, and uh, they'd be, all be in jail. Do you think you know, they'd have any? Do you, if he gets an erection, would that automatically disqualify him as a woman? It's got to be hard to swim with that the, thing. Well, I'm talking about taking a shower with all them gals. He's got a built-in rudder. You're trolling out there. But if I mean, he's in the shower, I, and they're like, he's getting an erection. This is... This is a this is a fucking uh he's a lesbian. Yeah. Some bitch is not fair. He's getting a fuck yeah, he's a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. She's a lesbian. That's all she is. Look at her. She's a lesbian. Look at her erection over there. Um <laughs> it's crazy, man. I have a I have a, a theory, and it's it's a little, you know, it's a little hard to hear, maybe, but I I can't wait. We've talked about it before. I, I'm against bullying in uh, in a lot of in a lot of instances. But I also think that if we had a little bit of bullying, some of these issues would just get stamped out at 13, 14, 15. Uh, seven or eight. Well, I don't know when a lot of these things come on. Yeah. But I think, you know, 
the, the, the kid that's getting picked on for a lot of things that he can't control, like I, it breaks my heart if a kid's getting picked on for not having nice clothes or, you know, stuff that stuff that they can't control. But if you're just a fucking weirdo and you expect to get a free pass because of this new law that we have, uh, you know, instilled upon us socially, I'm not exactly for that. Like, I think if you're just a fucking weirdo, that's that's the good thing about puberty, well, right? You're cherry picking, you're bullying, huh? Well, that's well, yeah, I am because because <laughs> I because I, I am you know anything that a kid can't control, like you know being poor or or whatever. But that's the good thing about puberty is you kind of go through this period where you don't really know who you are, you don't feel comfortable in your own body, and then you've got assholes that are gonna like needle you. I think you're looking at me here. So yeah, well, you were a bully. But no. So I'm for bullying in in some instances, but I'm definitely against it in others. But I think that I, a know, lot of I, these problems I, would I, would go away. I just think you're you're articulating it, it, it wrong. I, I is I don't even think that you're an advocate for uh you know a selective bullying. I, I know I'm not as well. Like I, something I even growing up, all my fights were you know against some guy that was bullying a kid for no reason. Um, but um, when you're talking about a culture that's celebrating the pussification of men, right. uh, where, where beta males are, are, are absolutely celebrated and culturally, this is what's being promoted, you know. And um, and so I, I, I think that some of the, you know, some of these kids have just never been punched in the face for being a, a, a dickhead, you know, or being a, just they, they haven't been checked. If not only are they not checked, but they're. They're provided, um, they're provided a platform and a space to, uh, to to perpetuate that type of mindset, man. It's it's just again completely antithetical of what men are designed to be. That is exactly right. You you're you're 100 right. I am articulating it wrong. Boys should be checked. That's exactly right. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be this uh, this weird thing, and you know you expect me to just go along with it, I should have the right to fucking check you. Yeah. Straight up. I, I have said and said before, the problem is right now is the guys that got their ass beat at dodgeball are running everything now. <laughs> just just like the guy that's listening at the CIA that keeps cutting us off. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you're just not allowed to have a differing position uh, of, of what is trendy and popular. You know, being at the U.S. Soccer Federation and the U.S. Olympic Committee, like everything that you see there, none of these people truly care about all those uh the social justice issues and it, there's no discussions that outside of that public eye space it's all virtue signaling man you know and again man there's 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 no there's just no uh space for a traditional alpha male type of presence that you know doesn't stand for this shit man. we uh we've got we finally have been caught up to on all the participation trophies and not keeping score so? you in the league. What, you think this I, is just an, another iteration of the participation I, I think trophy? it's finally caught up. All the kids my age grew up keeping score. We didn't get participation. But our kids, who are 30 years old now, we're off again, are all in that situation where their their kids now are products of y'all who never ever had got y'all all got participation. Trophies. I didn't get a participation trophy. They they did at your age though. That's when they started. People could, no, quit. I think it was ten years younger than me. No, we could quit in California. They quit keeping score in little league when I was in school. Oh, well, I'm not from California. But, I'm but from Texas. In those, Texas, we kept score when but, I was. But in this. but those, those kids now are all with little kids, and those people are getting into 
roles, but they think everything is just given to you just by just by doing something, you automatically are a winner. And that's not true. Wichita Falls, where I grew up at, they had a like after I got out of school ten years later, they had cheerleader tryouts. Well, it was only it wasn't fair to take the the, the hottest six girls with the nicest boobs and the nicest asses that become cheerleaders that we all got to vote on because we wanted hot ones. They decided they were going to let anybody be a cheerleader. They had junior highs. They'd have 120 fucking cheerleaders at a right. game. They'd be lined up the whole fucking side. More more girls cheering than playing because somebody got their feelings hurt and their daughter didn't make it. Well, it's tough shit. It's a it's if you got ugly parents, you may not be a cheerleader. That's just the way it used to be. Some of the best lessons in life are when you don't fucking measure up. Yeah. Like when you fall flat on your ass and you have this stark realization that your best wasn't good enough, it's the best thing that you could ever learn. Absolutely. Now we have a culture that celebrates mediocrity um, and underperformance. Like you're, you know, when I was a kid, when I was coming up, all I cared about being was a professional athlete. I never cared about. Um, all the good games or all the points or whatever all I cared about was was that one that I missed that's what I would fixate on you know um, now they're coddled and 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 you know again celebrated for for mediocre behavior you're, and back to the original point that he made is you know you're talking about you know people like morbidly obese people that are being again celebrated and 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 uh uh, pr- promoting a lifestyle that is so incredibly unhealthy, slothful, lazy. Um, you know, if we're, we're made in God's image, man, that's, that's not what it is. You know, uh, that's, that's not what we're supposed to look yeah. like. What is, what's her, the rapper Lizzo in that, in that who she is? Like she's, yeah. I mean, she's overweight. She's short. I'm a fat guy and I'm not attracted to that bitch. But I mean, everybody's talking about how beautiful that this. That she ain't not. nothing about her good looking. Nobody really believes that. No, man. fuck no. Well, it's the media. Saying, the media is coming out saying how beautiful this. We need is, more. They have to we need more honest rednecks out in the world. You well, know? I think there are, but they just they don't get well, any coverage. People, and you're right. And we, but when you really go talk to people, man, that's what they respect is that authenticity. They 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 want the real talk, man. Um, nobody really. Thinks that's beautiful. But like no. they, there's just that's just not possible. Five man. ten, two fifty. That bitch needs to be on a diet like I do. <laughs> she, <laughs> she needs to get, walk done, a little bit. She's on that pushing back diet. Push back away from that table. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last topic, and we're gonna start wrapping up before they really come and cut us off. Um, the recent school shootings that we've seen. Um, I personally think that the problem is that we don't have. We're not we're not uh, putting our school systems in a position to succeed. Um, school shootings are not going to go away, no matter how much we try to get rid of guns. In my humble opinion, um, but I believe that if we were to take some of maybe the Ukraine money that we gave, you know, it's estimated we've given over a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. Maybe we put uh, an armed guard at every school in America. Maybe that would deter some of these things. What do, what does what does Seth Yon say? Yeah, um, it's it's tragic to see, you know, these, uh, again, people with these mental disorders targeting children. I mean, obviously, um, I uh, the fact is the only people that adhere to gun laws are law abiding citizens, right. you know, so the, the guns aren't going anywhere. It's part of our culture. And, and if you look at the statistics, man, the the, the, the law abiding to a supporting uh, individual. I mean, we have 46% of the world's guns in our country. So all these people that are huge advocates for that, like, why aren't there these, this mass amount of, of shootings from that particular demographic? There's none, you know? Um, so, 
Um, that argument is, is just so weak and so pathetic. All the countries in the world that I've worked in that had high gun control uh, had also some of the highest, uh, you know, uh, shooting deaths and, and, and gun violence. So um, there's plenty of data to support that. Um, I would love to see, you know, to, to have programs where we have uh, a lot of veterans that are looking for a sense of purpose that hold a lot of the same positions that I have that are trained to, to mitigate those type of situations. Um, allocate this this money that we're throwing to gender study programs, mm -hmm. tens of millions of dollars to Pakistan or or another proxy war that we have uh, no business being involved in, and uh, and maybe start you know supporting these men and women who have put their their lives on the line to uh, to action their their agenda un unwittingly in most instances, give them a sense of purpose, a paycheck, and um, and and perform a, a really pure mission. I, I think that's an, an, an awesome idea. What, what's crazy about all this stuff with the, the money that we waste and our government, the, the, it's just crazy the money we spend overseas to push stupid shit when we could use the money right here in our own country, like you said, and it's just over and over again. And our biggest problem in our country when it comes to guns and violence is 90% of all shooting deaths in our country is black-on-black -black crime. And it's yeah. kids under 25 shooting kids under 25. You take away that, and there's not a gun problem in our country. We do have some some random things that happen. They're horrible. We do have some mass shootings. But majority of shootings is Chicago probably had 13 or 15 people killed this weekend. And it's black-on-black yeah. black crime. And, and they've got some of the strictest gun laws. Yep, and they don't ever talk about that. But you know, you you look at you look at how the left targets that that particular demographic, and and uh, you know, in comparison to to Caucasians, Hispanics, Asians, Native Americans who experience the same socioeconomic plight as, as blacks, um, why is there such a dis, disproportionate um, uh, number of of violent deaths and and murders in in that particular demographic? Is because of one really glaring statistic for me, and that is 78% fatherless Single rate. motherhood. Uh, when, when you're talking about Asians and, and natives and uh, Caucasians and Hispanics, the, the, the nuclear family is intact. What is one of the, the core um, uh, targets in, is in, in Marxist ideology is disrupting the nuclear family mm -hmm. and then exploiting that for a vote, you know? And that's that's exactly what we're seeing with... with, with, with it's not like these kids are, are inherently bad kids. Not at all. They just haven't had any guidance. Yeah. Them, you know, I just see a stat in Chicago this year, this year, so far it is April. There have been 120 or 152 something murders. People have been died. Yeah. Three white people have been killed. And one white person is a shooter in Chicago in 2023. That's it. Right. So it's, it's yep. not the white guy with the gun. 78% is black-on-black black crime, and the other 19.2 is Hispanic, black, and Hispanic crime. But they always want to make it out to, we got to go get the guns off that law-abiding citizen. And that's not the case. The case is, it's these kids shooting each other. But in the whole town of Chicago so far, out of all the murders, they've had 175 homicides. There's been three white people that are victim, or and only one white person shot somebody. I don't know how they're not equated, to, uh, in, you know, statistically as mass shootings. Like, yes. There's been so many cases of this, like where one guy has been charged with three or four, you know, deaths. Like that's the same. That's mass shooting, you know. But you don't ever hear that on the media. Uh, they, no, they only man. had 22, 
22 shootings this weekend and last weekend in Chicago and only four dead. This week, during the week, they've already had five, they've had 25 people shot and six homicides just during the week in Chicago. Now, Chicago's not number mm-hmm. one no more. They're way down the list. New Orleans. I, I think uh, New Orleans and Memphis and maybe St. Louis are headed them in Baltimore. Baltimore's gotten to be a real toilet dragger itself. When the government got in the business of subsidizing single motherhood is when all of this just blew up in their face. Absolutely right, man. That's just one one more example that supports the, what I what I initially said. Even in the BLM movement, in their mission statement, they called for the disruption of the nuclear family, man. Like, I mean, I I, it's, I can't even wrap my head around that either. But, I mean, that kind of goes back to uh, the way things are done in South Africa. You get these young, impressionable males. You take away their parents. You take away the father figure. And then boys need, uh, they need to strive to something. So they get in these, they get around these bad men and then that's their father figure now. And that's who they idolize and that's who they grow up trying to emulate. Well, of course, of course they're going to grow up with a gun in their hand. Like that's what they were raised with. That's all they know. know. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the best masculine uh, spirit around him is a guy that's uh, peddling drugs on the street corner or, you know, he's got a gun in his waistband. Well, you know, I, I love uh, Jordan Peterson's position on yeah. that in, in, on masculinity and in, in, um, the, the desire to become dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds, Oh, menacing and all these things. No, um, a, a real man is he equipped himself to be able to handle any situation, but, also is measured in those responses, yes. you know, so, and, and that's where they're not receiving uh, generally, I hate speaking in generalities, but statistically that's where you're seeing um, a, a very little uh, uh, guidance in, in education. Well, I mean, if, if it's 78%, you know, that, that be, that's become the majority, you know, 78% of their single motherhoods in, in the black community. That's, that's a bad statistic that nobody wants to talk about. And I don't know how to fix that because there are so many generations uh, in these communities that that is what they've known for three generations. They've known that's just the, been their way of life since the 70s and 80s. So I don't know yeah, how you go it's back. A, it's a cultural thing. And here I, I, I sound like an old guy. It's that damn rap music. Right. But, you know, you know, culturally, you have uh, have uh, a particular demographic that, that celebrates the exploitation of women and even the women. Um, like Cardi B again yeah. is another, I can't believe I mentioned her twice. She's not even worthy, worthy of my breath, but, um, you know, we're look at some of the lyrics that she puts out. This is what these kids are, are listening to. This is their, this is their education. This is who's raising them, man. You know, with nobody to say, uh, yeah, that's utter bullshit, man. Don't listen to this dumbass Who's freaking, you know, a, a clown on stage in costume. Yeah. All right, my man. It's been an hour and a half. What is next for you? You've got uh, you're you've alluded to you're writing a book. Yeah, re- reluctantly. So uh, I, I, I again, I don't want it to be about me. I just want it to be. Um, I've, I've been very fortunate to experience things throughout my career that a lot of um, uh, people strive for. And it is is nothing special about me. I was right place, right time. I always had really great mentorship around me. But uh you know, these are things that we put value in in a world, in a secular you know perspective. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. You know, it really doesn't. Like we were here for one purpose. That's what I personally believe. Um, and uh, and I, I'm I'm worried. I I I concern myself with with the 
with eternity and, and the people around me. I look at it through a spiritual lens too. Like, where are these people going to be with me or no? And uh, and it's it's sad to think. So, anyways, from that perspective, um, I'm I'm solid there. That's 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 my 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 reason for for wanting to write this book and, and finally agreeing to with a publisher. But um, uh, I'm I'm working with an organization. Um, I'd love to give them a plug. Citizens Defending Freedom. Um, it's uh, an organization that um, has a, a number of, of, of counties that, that have been identified throughout the country to, to bring uh, local light and local action to corruption within um, their elected officials and, uh, and, and change policy from the ground up because we're not getting it from the top down. Uh, CitizensDefendingFreedom.com, uh, give them a, a check them out give them some support. Uh, it's a really pure mission. And I think it's, it's, it's one of the best, uh, moves forward for our country, you know? So when are you thinking your book's going to be done next year? Yeah, I think so. That's kind of the goal. I'm just kind of chipping away at it. Um, I, uh, I, I just, again, I, I want to minimize like, Oh, this is, this is how, you know, you know, how great I am. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's actually quite the opposite of that, but it, it, it downplays all the things that we strive for culturally nowadays and, um, and, and puts into perspective what's really important in life, you know? So, but I mean, you were another one, you had a, you had a, a tough upbringing and I mean, you were able to, you were able to make it. So, I mean, they should, they should be championing you instead of canceling you. Right. You know, I, it's uh that's again man i don't i don't quite fit the uh the demographic that can will be welcome in that space to speak on those things but um you know if if people are interested man i'm i'm definitely gonna uh, show them what 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 worked for but me. i mean you had every opportunity to just be a shithead your entire life like you had it when you look at at, at the narrative and what they want you to believe like oh well he had this against him and this against him like you had every you checked every box to just be a, a lazy piece of shit and somebody that's not a productive member of society but i mean look at your life now yep you know dispense with the excuses that's that's a big thing for me man is is um uh, I, uh, setting, you know, even setting small goals for yourself and accomplishing them. Um, we all have a different capacity for, um, to fulfill our capacity for greatness. I should say, like, like I know we, we, we talked about it, uh, a while ago, but I have more respect for a plumber plumber or a janitor or an electrician that is the best plumber electrician or janitor that he can possibly be than I do for a mediocre Navy SEAL president or doctor because those individuals have settled for complacency in the gifts that they've been given and when you implement that type of mindset into your interactions with people it prevents you from elevating yourself above them it it, it lets lets you appreciate them for um for who they are and in, in, in fulfilling their individual capacity for greatness my favorite quality that i find in anybody nowadays man or two things is is humility and selflessness man the, the ability to displace yourself and make your decisions and your sense of purpose and your existence for the betterment of, of those around you. Um, I, 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 I think that's what it, what it comes down to in the end, you know, well, listen, if these citizens defending freedom, if they're fighting corruption, they're going to be busy people for the next, uh, however, however oh, long, like it, it runs, they start, it runs they are, deep. These, these are our folks that are putting in, in, in hours from 6 AM till midnight. I mean, they, they are, some very hardworking folks that are absolute patriots that care nothing about 
um, more so than just giving power back to the people where it belongs, you know? So well, listen, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, when your book comes out, we'd love to have you back on and we'll, uh, we'll run through all that and do this all over again. It's always a pleasure. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all are awesome, man. I, I appreciate you guys having me on and letting me speak. So, um, you guys hit me up anytime, man. I'll yeah, have a good day, Seth. God bless you, man. Thanks for what you do for us. God bless you guys See you, too, man. Thanks. Great guy. Great guy. Great story. I mean, there's a guy right there that, like I said, tough childhood, he had, had every excuse in the world to not measure up to anything, and society would have been okay with it. He uh, he will friend Rousey's ass. Well, yeah, he's a fucking trained, he's a trained killer. Of course right. he would. All right, we got ducks this weekend. Y'all come out and see us. We May will be, 5th, 6th, and 7th. We will be at the Boss Booth. Pacific Shin. Booth, Shin Booth. Yep, we'll be at all the booths. Everybody visiting our friends. We'll be there all Lucky at the duck. same time. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is here. I'm looking at our list right now. Dirty Duck, D-U, Double T, uh, Boss, Pacific Calls, and Shin, and Lucky Duck. We'll be there. Come by and see us. Talk to us. Love to shake your hand and visit with you if we haven't met you before. Some of you have met before. You don't have to really come around. We'll be okay. But no. Stay we'll, away. Yep. No, we look forward to seeing everybody come by and visit with us. And if there's anything we can do, let us know. Thank you. God bless y'all. Have a great week. Bye. Come out to Doc. See us. We'd love to uh, chop it up with you. While you're at Ducks, go check out uh, Boss Shot Shell, Pacific Call, Shin Gear. Ducks Unlimited, Dirty Duck Coffee, Double T British Kennels. Uh, we're also brought to you by Sampled Outfitter, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Looking Glass Podcast, Lucky Duck, and Monster. Dive Bomb Industries, too.